Grandma wants you to be happy. Grandma wants you to be full. Think about Grandma while you eat her. It's fine. Two men pushed out of law enforcement talk about their journey through life. Ready to look behind the curtain of law enforcement? These guys aren't holding back. Mike is joined by Jim. Both are Gen Xers. Both have type A personalities. And both of their give a F buttons are broken. Warning. Warning. Uh, Shouldn't we insert a trigger warning here? Buckle up, because it's about to get real. Welcome to Mike and Pedro 2.0. Hey guys, welcome to Mike and Pedro 2.0. I'm your host, Mike with Jim. Hey. So, uh, today we're talking about all the things we can talk about to try to get ourselves canceled, unfortunately. As quick as we can. There are so many things to discuss. Um, we have some, we want to talk about race. We want to talk about Alyssa Milano with Nazis and then something else in China. So buckle in because this is going to be a fun podcast to listen to. And you better download it because you're not going to be able to re-up it later. Yeah, it'll probably be put on rumble. It'll probably be the end of Mike and Pedro 2.0. <laughs> so this Alyssa, Mon- Alyssa Milano story, Jim, tell me what's going on. So, you know, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Correct. And he's making it a much more freer platform and apparently had 7,500 employees that were fucking worthless. And it's just allowing people to say what they want to say, free speech. Free speech comes with that whole, you don't have to like what's being said, but it's still free speech, right? Correct. That's what the, because our constitution basically set, basically limits the government and not the people. With that being said, Alyssa Milano came out and said, I traded in my Tesla for an, a VW EV. And somebody schooled her and said, well you're against free speech and you're a fascist or something to that effect, because essentially you're supporting a Nazi owned company because that's who it was started by was the Nazis. And she did not respond to that on Twitter. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but 19, late 1930s Volkswagen was an up and coming automobile manufacturer, a little known guy who didn't like Jewish people. Um, not yeah, Kanye. Bad mustache. Uh, Hitler came out and said he wanted to make a car for the people, which is how Hence, the original Volkswagen. Volkswagen. People's car. The people's car. And they orig- they came out with the thing and the beetle. Was the beetle. Right. The, the thing was the original people's car. No, it was the beetle was the original people's car. The thing was actually based on a military car that they started producing after like 1935 or 36, I thought. It doesn't cease to surprise me how retarded, sorry, sis, these people are that are in Hollywood or what's the press secretary's name? Jean-Pierre. Yeah, something. something. Retarded as well. Yeah, she's uh, worthless. She was coming out and talking about how the federal government's going to be keeping an eye on the situation with Twitter and Elon Musk because it's concerning to them. Why? Because it actually promotes free speech and doesn't limit what the people can say? Well, it's incredible because you look at the tweets that people are tweeting out there, and Elon Musk is responding to everyday people. It's yeah. not just, hey, I'm going to respond to Arnold Schwarzenegger or Dan Rather or whomever. Elon Musk is responding to everyday citizens, not just celebrities, not just news personalities. He's responding to everybody under the sun. And people are coming out saying, wouldn't it be great if... 
the Twitter files that were related to the Democratic Party and the media suppression was brought to light. And, and he did. responding with stuff such as, these will come to light, or that would be an incredible thing. And you look at it and you go, this is so foreign compared to what we were used to. That's true free speech. True free Nothing speech. Nothing hidden. No content hidden. Now, the interesting thing that I've seen on conspiracy theory, I'm not sure I'm ready to jump on this one yet. One, I, one that I don't like. Elon Musk is the Antichrist. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far. I don't, I don't see that quite yet. <clears throat> but I do see, uh, you know, he is opening a lot of doors. I did see a post the other day that I enjoyed that said, hey, I'm going to be the first to say it. Elon didn't commit suicide. Yeah. Well, the other thing is everybody talks about how he's divesting everything from Tesla to put it into somewhere else. He's still the largest Tesla stock owner and still is involved in the day-to-day -day operations there. I find it very interesting. And I know people argue with this all day long, but people like to say, well, he should be doing this with his money. He should be doing that with his money. This is the richest man in the world. These people that are talking literally don't even have a third of a tenth of a percent of what he has sitting in his bank account. Right. Why would he give a bleeding fuck what these people have to say? Shut up. Stay in your lane. Enjoy being poor. Go back to Wendy's. Get yourself another double bacon burger or whatever. Go back to your mom's basement and shut the fuck up. Well, the thing I like to hear about all those times as they say, well, he could end world hunger with, you know, his $44 billion purchase of Twitter. Well, quite frankly, world hunger would be a non-issue if the government stopped paying people not to produce food and they actually produced food. And the other thing we wouldn't have a problem with with world hunger is if people didn't live where they couldn't grow food. Historically, if you live in a desert, you're not fucking growing food. Move somewhere that's a little more lush. Here's an idea. Wait for it. No, don't go there because I know exactly what you're going to say. Something to the effect of your ancestors aren't cows, you can eat them. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, come on. Literally, there's an abundance of food out there. The food is lit all around you. But you want to eat whatever <clears throat> food is around because that cow might be your ancestor. They get well, No, 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 no. Don't, don't go there. Because that's people's religion. And we really can't tank on people's religion or other people can tank on ours. And I won't... I well, won't, they can tank on ours all they want. That's I, totally fine. I won't, take on, I won't tank on religion for the simple fact that whatever they want to believe is fine. But there are people over there that do eat beef that are in that country. What I've come to find out from people that are Indian, it's not... It's less about the religious aspect of it and that cows show wealth. So if you eat the cow, you are losing wealth. Because Number one. I wasn't talking about Indian people. Yeah, you were. You're talking about two. Just that'd be, that'd be wrong. Two. I don't care. You have <laughs> your culture is fucked. You are so stupid that you could literally eat, but you choose to starve you and your family to death because oh, I have a cow. I'm rich. Oh, grandma's over there eating grass. Guess what? If grandma can be reincarnated into a cow and you kill her, maybe she'll come back and be a shark. Maybe she'll come back and be something else. It doesn't matter what the person is now because when they're reincarnated again, they'll be something else. Looking at the religion, I'm pretty sure it doesn't say you only get 21 reincarnations and then you're done. Oh, look, it's a cat religion. You get nine reincarnations. That's not how it works. Grandma wants you to be happy. Grandma wants you to be full. Think about grandma while you eat her. It's fine.
And maybe grandma came back as a cow so she could keep giving the grandmotherly food that she always gave you. It's exactly what it is. That is exactly... <laughs> See? I knew we could agree on this. You guys thought I was going all weird and racist and stuff. Nothing about race. Nothing about religion. Just common fucking sense. Speaking about race, this is going to be a good one. I really wish we had our friend uh, Shaft here for this. That would be entertaining. We should almost wait for him, but you've broached the subject. I've broached the subject. We will address it with him um, later. So there's a website out there. I don't remember if it's race to dinner dot com or anyhow, there's this program called race to dinner R a C E T O D I N N E R. And what it is, is it's two ladies. We won't talk about what race they are who invite five ladies of a different race to come talk to them. No, just and no, 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 no. Talk to them about how racist they are. What I think is absolutely wrong and abhorrent about this is it, it is two white women inviting five black women to say the five black women are dumb and ignorant and racist and care. Oh, wait. No. It's two black women shaming five to seven white women that pay the two black women $5,000 for them to come to dinner to be lambast about how racist they are. See what I did there? You guys were listening. You're going, oh, wait, what? White women picking on black women. That's wrong. Yeah, it works the other way, too. Racism works both ways. Right. And for someone to be saying, oh, hey, we're going to come, and you're going to give $5,000 to our organization, and we're going to pay it forward, blah, blah, blah. They're not a nonprofit. Their organization is the two of them. They are collecting the money for themselves. Right. And paying stupid white liberals to have them come over to say how wrong and racist they are so that they can feel better about themselves and these white women can feel better about themselves. Right. They're shaming white people to make a dime out of them. I'm like, okay, well, there's your reparations. Eat a bag of dicks and go away. This country paid reparations in blood during the Civil War. Absolutely. And here's the thing that people don't talk about historically. And this is, okay, you're laughing, but this is historical truth. There were black regiments and black people who were slave owners in the South that fought for the South against the North during the War of Secession. When the South wanted the state right to keep slavery active. The thing is, I think the common misperception about the Civil War, and I know this is going to piss people off as well, it's called read a history book, one. Two, you can't read a history book. None of this shit's in there. You actually have to do research. Thank you. The Civil War was not just about slavery. The Civil War was about taxation without representation. The people in the South not getting as much money from the federal government as the people from the North. Give us your money. Give us your taxes. We're not going to give you as many services. And by the way, we understand that your economy is based on slavery. We're going to take your free labor away, but you still have to pay us taxes. We can all agree that slavery is wrong. A little a little bit of that... Um... Yeah, I can agree with a little bit of that. But truth be told, most people, if you look, if, if you actually do some research, saw it as a redress for the slavery issue. I, whether, I, you, whether you read a history book or whether you just do research on your own, they see it as a redress for the slavery issue. Yes, the South was angry. They were not getting, they felt that they were being taxed and not being represented. 
But that's because they were, they felt that counting slaves as only three-fifths of a person was underrepresenting the population of the South. Where when they put that clause into the Constitution, they were recognizing that slaves were people. And that also pissed off the South. Did you ever see the movie Lincoln? Uh, yeah. So they show it in the movie, and then they also show it in... Uh, it's also in the history... Well, not in the history books, probably. But do some research again. The majority of the people that voted against freeing the slaves were Democrats. Well, yeah. Uh, it, that, and then the formation of the KKK was by Democrats. Race to dinner is people wanting to feel guilty about something they shouldn't feel guilty about. Every country in the world has owned slaves and traffic and slaves. Every tribe on the planet has owned slaves and has trafficked in slaves. First two major wars we fought as a country, because I don't really count the War of 1812 as that major. I mean, it was basically, what, six, eight months and... We soundly thumped the Brits, even though they burned our capital. We beat the shit out of them and sent them home again. But it was the Barbary Pirates mm -hmm. in Tripoli along the Barbary Coast where we fought to go and free slaves. Now, those slaves, they happened to be white because the Barbary Coast was stealing white people. They were stealing ships from predominantly white countries with predominantly white sailors, and they were enslaving everybody and taking everything. And we fought a war with them. And then the next major war we fought after that was the Civil War, where we were freeing slaves. So anybody who says our country is founded on slavery needs to have the shit kicked out of them. Slavery came about because people of the same race. But white people that, but, but white people did it, too. White people I mean, did it, look, too. But we're looking, I'm talking about the vast majority of the slaves that we had that came to America were either, most came from Africa, but most were sent by a rival tribe that they sold. got attacked by. So when people are looking and they're going, we need to deal with this issue of slavery, I agree. Let's deal with it. When they say we need to do reparations, I agree. Let's deal with it. Go back to Africa, find the lineage of the people that sold your family into slavery, and deal with it there. Right. Or Don't deal with it here. No, no, we can deal with it here, but find the lineage of the family that owned your family, and then go deal with it with them. Like Don Cheadle, good actor, very much a social justice activist, right? He found out no white people owned his family. It was actually the Choctaw Indians. He thought white people owned his family, but they didn't. Right. When his family came over, they were sold into slavery to Native American. See, the thing is, I have no... Or I'm sorry, are they indigenous now? No, we can't the, the call thing is, anymore because then we got to differentiate between dot and feather. We can't judge... A society based on and we can't punish a society based on the laws of today so in the 1700s early 1800s before slavery was abolished it was the law of the land regardless of what country it is if it's america if it's africa if it's china wherever before the time when we came together as a nation and then later as a world well majority of the world and said slavery is bad we can't hold those nations accountable for it until they've actually been told this is wrong. I don't have anything against anybody who owns slaves before slavery was abolished because that was the law of the land. As soon as the law of the land changed, you have to stop and you have to say, okay, this is wrong. So anybody who had slaves before the 14th amendment, 
before the abolishment of slavery, I'm not, I don't think any reparations should be made from that person to anybody or their family, their lineage to anybody today. Now, it's a different conversation if after the time of slavery and they're told this is wrong, you can't do it anymore. Like the slave that was, I don't remember how many years he was a slave. And then he found out, wait, slavery's not legal. It was something like 20 years later, totally fucked up. Oh, the guy down in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. Totally messed up situation. That or, guy should be getting reparations from the person that kept him in slavery for that For those long. 20 years. For those or 20 years. What about all the child slavery that's going on now we got from Epstein Island? Shouldn't we release Ghislaine Maxwell's little black book of all the people that were molesting little kids there in slavery? And shouldn't those kids get reparations? Or shouldn't the families of those kids get reparations from these rich elites? How can you be in prison? For child sex trafficking, if there's no list of children that were child sex trafficked. Right. And there's no list of people that did something with said children. Right. If you don't have that list, how can you be held? Right. Oh, if, they have it. Oh, no, I understand they have it. But the, they just don't want to release it because it would absolutely crash the world. All these rich elite pedophiles would absolutely just get trashed and their homes would be burned down. I'm sure there's a fair number of people that are rich elites here in the area up here where we live at that their homes would be stormed, their businesses would be stormed, and torches and pitchforks would be brought. You know, it's actually really interesting because during this whole Giselle Maxwell thing, we have a local billionaire close to our area that got divorced by his wife as the whole Epstein Island thing came out. Right. And we're not going to say his name, but actually there was two of them. Two of them got divorced in that time. Both of them were big tech giants. One of them, his wife was rather outspoken saying how he may have been involved in the other one claimed just infidelity on the other one. Right. But you look at that and you go, huh. And then you realize that one of them is somebody who's actually involved with Agenda 2030 and trying to depopulate the planet. But right. we'll get to that later. So I sent you a video, Died Suddenly, on Rumble. It's uh, Everybody seems to be trying to watch it, If you're especially if you're a anti-vaxxer, someone who's not into the COVID vaccine. It's sort of vindication for a lot of people that didn't get the vaccine. Well, there was vindication as soon as they were forced to release all the studies. There, it, there was, and the thing because is... You could, you could look at that and see how horrible the mRNAs were for humanity. The thing that they touched on, so the, before the Stu Peters Network, which brought about the Died Suddenly video... Um, had done some another video earlier called Watch the Water. And Watch the Water was a different conspiracy theory that didn't pan out quite so well to the uh, COVID situation, where the premise was poison was put in the world's water supply, which caused everybody to get sick with COVID. And only some people got sick and the disbursement wasn't as good et cetera, et cetera. And as you're digging deeper into this conspiracy theory, he comes up with the idea that the reactions that people were having from COVID were similar to that of someone being bit by a viper, specifically a cobra. Good theory. When you start looking and he parallels very well 
on one side, this is what happens when a snake bites you. You can't breathe. Well, it's not, you don't, you don't get put on a respirator. It's literally your lungs are hurting so bad that you cannot breathe. Right. You get blood clots. Yeah. You get blood clots like crazy. And then, you know, dizziness goes through the whole thing. Body aches, everything right down the list consistent with COVID. Where his theory was off was that it was dumped in the water supply. But if you watch, watch the water. Then you watch Died Suddenly. <clears throat> and you look at the similarities documented in Watch the Water with the Cobra Bite to COVID. And then you watch Died Suddenly with the blood clots and people just randomly falling over and dying. And you compare that to cobra bites even with the longevity of it or the slow clotting of the blood it, there's there's some consistencies there maybe that's why they needed four doses because you needed to slowly introduce it enough of it but you didn't want to do it all at once well there's the guy that got on this died suddenly video he got or he got two shots yeah and it was presumably on the left side of his body and you can see his arm has a lot of more clots in it. The side of left side of his face has clots in it. The left right. leg, you see his leg. It looks absolutely horrible. It's like just swollen and blue. It's it's disgusting. So you look at him, and you go, okay, this this guy's pretty bad off. And then you look at some of the blood clots they start pulling out of corpses, and the argument has been made: well, when somebody dies naturally, their blood clots. Well, the thing is, is it's not someone like you and me, Jim, who have no experience with corpses. These are morticians. And I do have experience with corpses, though. That do. Well, yes, you do. But not embalming them. Not no. draining their blood. Just that I know of. Any. <laughs> Necrophilia. I'm kidding. Kidding. And that other part was just cut from the show as well. Yes, it was. <laughs> But seriously, you look at this and you start to wonder, why aren't people being held accountable? Now, as the Republicans just took a majority of the House, nothing's going to happen. There was discussion of Fauci being pulled forward and being debriefed and having to explain. We know that's not going to happen. Um, Saki was told that she might have to come forward and talk about her misinformation that she spread. And she came back and said, I don't. One, I don't know if there's a legitimacy to the how of a House subpoena or a Senate subpoena. And two, I was only doing what I was told. Yeah, that worked really well for the Nazis, didn't it? But here's the thing. Saki didn't get called in to go to testify in court from the Senate or the House. She got called in by a state court. Yeah, which is a totally different story. Totally different story. This is not a subpoena you can blow off. You shouldn't be able to blow off a federal subpoena from the House or the Senate, but you can. You can, but legal. if you're a Republican, you're going to be thrown in chains and well, yeah, you're like, be drugged down the street. Don't get me wrong. Steve Bannon's a piece of shit, and I totally totally understand that. But at the you, same time, he blew it off. If Why? you're going to do it for and one, got, you have to do it for the other. Right, and they're not going to. And okay. and we, we all know that the, the Republicans do not have the fortitude to play by the same rules that the Democrats are setting. The problem is you, the Democrats go out there and you have the expectation with the Democrats that the Democrats are just going to play dirty and they're going to be assholes and we're going to stand by and it's going to blow over. Nothing's really going to happen, but they're going to throw their hissy fit. Yeah. 
let's have imagination land for a minute because this should never happen and be totally wrong and I would never expect Republicans to act this way. Let's pretend the Republicans went out and rioted in the streets. Let's pretend they did more than a peaceful protest, which all is all January 6th was. Yeah. They did what? The only allowed. people that committed violence were the, were the Capitol Police, which were under the control of... Oh, the, cap- the Capitol Police that shot an innocent woman and yeah. got away with murder? You or I would have been hammered for that investigation. Anybody would have got hammered for that investigation if it wasn't part of a, a fake narrative yeah. of a insurrection. I've never seen an insurrection where people have showed up without weapons. I've never seen an insurrection where there's not massive bloodshed. Right. I, if they, I'll stop there. Whose house is that that they entered? It's the people's house. It's the people's it's house. It's our house. And Paying when for the with our police taxes. say, here, I'm going to open the door. When they were getting waved in. in. Yeah. And when they were getting, when they weren't, I mean, you look at the videos there. Yeah, there's a couple of videos where people get heated, but that's only when the cops get, draw their weapons and start pointing guns at people. The rest of it, they were just wandering through and kicking back and they were getting basically let through everywhere. Let's just imagine that the conservatives acted like liberals for a moment. We do way more than $2 billion worth of damage. Imagination land again. The Republicans get sick and tired of it. They walk out with their guns. They start doing whatever they're doing. People start assaulting them. They know the laws. They they defend themselves within the laws. They start hurling fireballs at them or bottles, Molotov cocktails. They yeah, start, we're not talking D&D magic, not, not fireballs like that, like Molotov cocktails Molotov, and stuff. thank you. So they start, you, bodies start hitting the floor, and it's not the Republican side. What's going to happen? Well, oh, one, martial law in a second. Martial law in a second. Two, those poor victims. Three, we need to round all these guys up. It's going to be hard to round up one-third of the population of the country that's out there. So I was doing some research. There's not a, there's not enough active duty military and reserve military to actually do martial law without our compliance. But the problem is, in a scenario like that, in imagination land, even in imagination land, the third that you're talking about, or even if it, you would put it at a silent majority, three to ten percent will act. Yeah, if that, the rest will compliantly. Be like, oh, this looks like a really nice train boxcar. I think we should go for a ride. What What's going to happen here? The fortitude of the American population is not what it was 100 years ago. Well, let's it's be honest. It's not what it was 20 years ago. Let's be honest. Our When we had our revolution, it was only like 5 or 6% of the population that was actually for revolution. And it was only 5 or 6% of the population that actually fought total and, and wanted to fight. Most people are like, yeah, you know, whatever, I don't care. So you don't really need a majority. You only need 5 or 6% to actually shut down a government, and they proved that. Speaking of China, let's broach that subject so we're not going to be talking insurrection hypothetical stuff. Have you seen what's going on in China recently? Yeah, they're literally spraying the air with what they call therapeutics, and they're welding doors shut on apartment complexes with people that do not actually have the supplies to outlast two to three weeks. So basically what's happening is you're walking down the street and you're like, la 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 la. Who knows what you're singing and you're happy. Or maybe you're looking at your smartphone where you're going to one of those weird 
vending machines with sex toys or whatever it is. I guess that's, that's actually Japan. Japan. Sorry, but you're you're going along and you're just enjoying your day, and all of a sudden you're, you're like, what what the heck is that? And it's a drone, and all of a sudden you feel this little mist. You didn't sign up to get misted on. Nobody knows what's you in the don't mist. Know what's They're in the mist. That. You, there's no idea what's going on. So you're like, what what, what the heck? What what what's this? You don't know. You go home. You're like, I, I should probably go home and take a shower. You go to your house, and if you're not in your house, maybe it's not boarded up yet. But you go in your house, and you're taking a shower. All of a sudden, you hear bang, bang, bang. <laughs> your door is welded shut. Your door is literally welded shut. Right. So you can't get out of your house. You didn't know a two- to three-week lockdown is coming down the pike. You're stuck in your house. The other thing is, as this has been going along, you weren't involved, but there's 50,000, 100,000 people at least that have been protesting these impending lockdowns, that have been protesting the the communism and the way that the government's been handling everything. You just disappear. They disappear. So you're trying to mind your own business and you disappear into your own place where you're locked down. But there's this as well. They have COVID camps in China that they're building that have something like 50,000 or 90,000 units. Yeah, but they have those in Australia too. They did. But the parts of China that they are taking people from and putting in these camps or building these camps for isn't for the pure-blood Chinese people. It is for the people that they've been slowly genociding over the years. And I, I haven't that, seen those reports yet. So also, the people that. that are going to be sent there are going to be the ones that are revolting against the lockdown. Because they've always had political prisoner camps and they've always created... They, they've had those since Mao. I mean, Mao killed pretty close to 100 million of his own people with his great leap forward because... One, he starved a big chunk of the population. He denied food to a bunch of people. Two, he denied, he gathered up like all the intellectuals, all the artists that could possibly cause dissent and got rid of them. But and paid my, the military very, very well. Here's my question Why don't we have more media outrage that with a virus that is admittedly the same as a common flu from the CDC. Yeah. Why aren't we saying, hey, this is wrong. China should not be locking people in their own houses. And if we look at history, what, not even five years ago, 2019, 2019, before China ended up getting the uh, lockdowns, they had people rioting in the streets and revolting because they were upset. Within, I believe it was the beginning of 2020, all of a sudden, hey, uh, you need to stop rioting, stop rioting, stop rioting. We're waiting for the tanks to come out and start rolling over people. All of a sudden, hey, FYI, there's a virus. You need to go in your houses. Everybody goes in their houses. Everybody gets welded into their houses. Yeah, it still took them two years to do the welding. What I think is most... No, they were welding people in their houses in 2020. I didn't hear that. They were welding people in their house. What I do think is interesting is that in 2020, you look at some of the statistics for telecom companies. By the end of 2020, China had over 28 million people cancel 
subscriptions for phone companies. So they shut their phones off. 28 million people. Now, is that just 28 million people canceling the line, or is that 28 million people died for whatever reason? And then their families would cut off the telecom. Like so the it's line cut, that's cut off, not cut off, and restarted with another company. Right. That's just gone. Going back to the timeline in history. So China has their revolts. They suddenly get this magical virus. Everybody has to go inside. Everybody gets locked inside. Not even two months later. We have the magical virus here in America. No, it was here before that. It was here before the two months. But they China locked down. And then within a couple weeks, month, we didn't lock down. But we had the virus. We had it here where people were starting to acknowledge, okay, now we have COVID. Right. Then... A month later, two months later, we go to, okay, two weeks to flatten the curve, which turned into, in some states, a year or whatever. Not total lockdown, but we had a two three weeks, two, we had three a three months month lockdown. Two, two, two. Yeah. My concern is... I mean, there's one, one governor in one state that just finally gave up power at the beginning of October and declared we don't have an emergency anymore. I believe the governor of Texas still has some of his emergency powers going on. He, really? He still has a few of his emergency powers. Yeah, but that's more to deal with the shit at the border than it is to deal with COVID. It, no, it was still under COVID. Right. Still under COVID. But, but it's, it's, it's border stuff. It's mainly border, for border, border control. Right. Because um, he's deploying the Texas Guard, which is different than the Texas National Guard, correct. to actually go take care of border stuff because the federal government won't. Yeah. My concern is, and I hate to be a conspiracy theorist on this, but it's always fun to be right down the road. We're running if, out of conspiracy theories to... Well, if China's shutting down, are they going to shut us down again? Oh, I think they're going to try. Right. And that's the concern. And if they try, how is it going to be here in one state versus another state? Because you have states like South Carolina, South Dakota, excuse me, just said, no, we're not doing it. Florida's already said they're not... Most of the South has said we're not doing it again. Correct. So at what point does the West Coast say... We're going to shut you down, and either there's a mass exodus to these other states. There already has been, but another mass exodus. People are, are people just going to get to the point where they say, you know what, it's not worth it. I'm leaving my. I'm not going to be locked in my house anymore. I'll take a bankruptcy. I'll take a lose a loss. I'm going to another state. I'm done. People are. People have already done it. No, I. I know. I'm wondering about the people that are left. Um. People of a certain political mindset will be, and all the people that ha- are supporting the liberals will stay here because they've already built. I mean, shit, man. Look at pictures you see of people all over the West Coast. You still got people in masks Look going at everywhere. Small town that you and I are from. When I did a recent search, so when I moved up here twelve years ago, uh, almost twelve years ago, I guess eleven years ago, it was seventy percent. Republican and now it's about 60 40 now it's 68 Democrat oh seriously yeah it's totally flipped it's because nobody wants to live in the major city anymore that's close by because they fucked up everything no and we've had all the libtards come out here and move out here with us so now we automatically have school levies passing that should have passed well no 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 that school levy that passed actually was just a continuation of what was there. It's not a new one. No, that shouldn't have passed, and I'll tell you the reason why. I'll tell you two reasons why it should have passed, because I know enough people on the school board. 
Why should it have passed? So it's just a continuation of what we were doing. It didn't actually add any extra taxes. What it did is it basically kept the school levy that was going. They would have no art. They would have no music. They would have no sports programs. It was basically be reading, writing, and arithmetic. And the last thing I want our area to teach is basic reading, writing, and arithmetic because I've already fucked that shit up enough. They need to teach them other things in the community. Here's my argument on why it should have been canceled. It should have been canceled because it would have forced them to cut programs such as... I believe we talked about this. It wouldn't cut CRT. It wouldn't cut any of that. It would cut the arts. It would cut sports. It would cut... Right, but the thing is, is C- it, CRT is not federally mandated. No. Sports aren't federally mandated. Neither is art. No, they're not. Anything. But here, what I'm saying is... Title IX protects people as they play sports, but it doesn't mandate. Right. So they so, would have cut all the sports programs. So... What my point is, let the parents come forward and say, we don't want CRT. We don't want these special speakers coming in and talking to our middle school, high school, and other children saying white White people people are are racist. Everybody else is okay. Right. You cut those people out because we don't need them. I would have wholeheartedly voted yes for a school levy to save sports and art and whatever else, but I am so sick and tired of the woke agenda. Woke agenda, thank you. Woke agenda that I refuse to vote for any amount of funding for the school. And I can respect that. The thing is, if the schools don't have funding, and they say, "Guess what? Now you're not going to have sports for your kid. Now we're not going to teach art." Uh, well, my kids can do art at home. There's something called the internet. We can do YouTube videos. We can go through on Netflix. We can learn about art that way if we need to. We can learn about how to play an instrument. We can. I would gladly pay somebody to teach the kids how to play an instrument as opposed to have somebody coming in and having my stepdaughter come home and say, I am upset and affronted. I think I'm offended. I am offended by the people that were there taught this, her words, black lady there telling me that white people are racist. Right. Again, we go back to the beginning of the podcast. Imagine a white person came in and just said, hey, FYI, here's something wrong with your culture. You should probably work to fix it. Right. How is that okay? So my argument, cut everything. Cut it down to the bare bones minimum. Get those parents up frustrated. Get them upset. Make them go to those school board meetings and speak out and say, cut this, cut the open the books. Cut this, cut this, cut this. And we will go ahead and we will pay for it. But when the levy failed last time and they had the thing that came out to all the parents, I filled it out. I am sick and tired of CRT. I am sick and tired of you trying to teach my kids to be racist. Right. I am and sick and tired of this. And people were mirroring my comments. And, and I think a lot of what, a lot of that stuff came out, especially during the time of COVID when parents were actually sitting behind their kids or sitting in the house with their kids and listening to what either was or wasn't being taught. Mm-hmm. And how it was being taught and how it was being broached. I mean, you've got the one, and I can't remember where it was. They were using Maya Angelou, who did. She had she had, a, she had a tough upbringing, right? Like, she got raped, all this other stuff. And they were basically teaching math 
talking about how she got raped and how this math problem in this way or this in this way. They, they were doing word problems about Maya Angelou's struggles as a child. And don't get me wrong. I think those are important things to talk about, but they have nothing to do with math. Anytime I hear, I mean, I got a friend back in the Midwest, very, very smart woman. She's got, she's a PhD mathematician at a major university and one thing she posted online is how we need to make math more diverse and equitable so that more people of color will want to do it. And I'm like, math is math. You, the, you, you put in this equation, you get in this outcome. Math is math. Making it easier doesn't make it better. You want people to struggle because then they want it. People don't appreciate what they don't work for. Right. It, when you go through and you're learning something and it finally just goes click. click. Yeah. You're going, that's why I had to have this much background. This is why I had to learn this much to be able to get to this point. Right. This whole idea that math is racist or Oregon last year was pushing, we're not going to have African-American students be held to the same math standards as everybody else because that's fucking racist as shit that's it shows how racist the school administrators are saying that somebody can't learn well the whole voter id thing we don't think people of color can get access to an id therefore we won't don't want to have voter id that's fucking racist well let me ask you this do you have to have id to buy alcohol you have to have ID to do anything. Do you have to have ID to drive a car? Do you have to have ID to... Get a job. The, open these, a bank account. All these things that are normal Use your things. credit card. Correct. All these things that are normal things in our society that transcend all races. And then you say, now you need to have a voter ID. And they go, so-and-so can't figure out how to get that. The thing is... Do you realize we're about the only industrialized country first world nation that doesn't have in fact i can't think of any other country that doesn't have voter id russia has voter id india has voter id the uk has voter id most european company countries have voter id most african nations have voter id we saw what happened in florida when they said you have to have voter id shut down the cheating it shut down the chain. We saw what happened in California when they said, we're going to mail out a shit ton of ballots, just return them. Well, we saw what happened in Arizona recently. Maricopa County. Yep. And and the fact that people aren't looking at that, requiring an investigation, and 100% redoing the whole thing in person fucking floors me. Well, that and the guy who's supposed to go through and validate the ballot, the findings came forward and said, I can't validate this. I can't prove it. But they're going to vote vote to approve it anyway. Because they threatened him with a felony if he didn't validate it. Right. Which you never should have that. That person should be completely independent. But you have the Secretary of State that was running for governor who is like, no, I'm going to force you to do it. Well, right. that's fucking criminal. She should totally recuse herself from everything. She should have nothing to do with it. The person that's coming into office could have something to do with it or the person that was underneath that person could have something to do with it. But that person has to be totally withdrawn from it because but she doesn't want it's to be her own race. Right. I'm hoping we get some good legal action. Off we of won't that. get shit out of it. Oh no, nothing will happen, but we have ranted and raved for a long time. So we should cut off for now. Thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next time. Have a good one. 
You've been listening to Mike and Pedro 2.0. Neither Mike or Pedro 2.0, Jim, are associated with law enforcement any longer. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and all stories are hypothetical and not based on facts.